Welcome everyone to the Max Marzo podcast. How are we all doing today? I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, as always, thank you. I'll give you the quick sales pitch off the bat. You guys want to join the Always an Athlete team, you're more than welcome to. Seven day free trial is in the show notes if you like getting jacked and running fast or you know, trying to be a little more explosive. This might be uh, the program for you. So feel free to give it uh, a go. Check it out. And, um, you know, we'll just hop right in our topics today. So um, I have a couple topics I want to cover. I'm not sure time permitting if we'll get to all of them. So I'll start with uh, the idea of intellectual inquiry and kind of losing some of the magic and luster that we've seen over the past couple of years. Now I kind of want to start with a little bit of story to start it off. So where should I begin with this? Um, I saw the initial post on Instagram, but I guess the the feeling has been there for a while. And the post pointed out the fact that, oh, you know, back in the day, we used to pay thousands of dollars to go travel to a seminar, learn from experts, be curious about things, want to learn things. Um, and then nowadays you just go on social media and you copy people's TikToks or exercise routines and you have this constant battle for attention to the number of free things that are being put out that otherwise are not, would not be free, um, are being put out. You have less and less context than you would otherwise, because again, you only have so many words to say if you say too many words the algorithm doesn't like you for saying that many words and it's really induced some sort of like weird filtration system on almost like human thought as a whole to where we no longer are able to get full context and that's an interesting thing because at the same time you have the proliferation of long-form conversation coming back to life long-form entertainment in terms of TV series that have hour-long episodes. So there appears to be some want and need for humans to still have a contextually engaging conversation. But the things we engage with are so minor and filtered that it takes a lot of the the fun and the magic away from what was once something in, intellectually inquisitive. So when I'll, I'll kind of go a couple steps back and walk you through this kind of full story. I uh, I recently went back to Portland, Oregon for a little uh, quick vacation, beautiful town. Um, love the area there. Love the Pacific Northwest. Something about all those trees and space and you can get out of the city and be quiet is a luxury that not many have. And um, I, I just love that area. And so there's a bookstore there, Powell's Bookstore. Now it is a commercialized bookstore. I get it. It's like not like the quaint, quiet bookstore, but it is a bookstore nonetheless, and a bookstore has certain aspects to it that are innate to a bookstore where you never know if you're going to come across something that you didn't know you wanted. And it had the element of surprise that was fueled by intellectual inquiry, right? You you don't get excited about a book because the book is going to give you some short form reference. You're excited because that book might have something to it that you can learn from. It's going to better yourself. It's going to take you somewhere fictional, non-fictional, whatever it might be. Um, and this is kind of how I used to feel when I was at Iowa State when I uncovered almost like what would be the equivalent like the catacombs. It was like a side door up a stairwell, like on the in between the second and third floor in this really like super stuffy 
musty, old, smelly room that had all the old sports science literature there. And, oh, I checked out every book. I'd spend so much time in there. They had the original Pavel Komi books. They had a lot of original Russian sports science. Just tons of stuff there. It was so cool and exciting. Um, and that level of excitement was fueled by me. It wasn't fueled by others. It wasn't fueled by the fact that someone's going to like my post or like the fact I'm reading this book. It was just me and the book. And that was really important. And that's something that is an emotion I think we are missing quite a bit nowadays. And I'll continue down this path because I was at Pal's bookstore. Um, and in there, we uh, I found some awesome books. And I got a couple of books. And they talked about... Um, one of the books I mentioned in my last podcast about the world through numbers, but whatever, found some books I didn't think I was going to encounter. You get in there and you start you start wanting to buy all the books. It's like the weirdest feeling, the weirdest human urge, this need for knowledge. But there's a different level of excitement. I don't go on social media and have that same excitement, that same passion as I do when I go into a bookstore. There's something mysterious about it. And that sounds like the biggest nerd thing ever, but I can continue the story and I think you're going to relate to it a little bit. And we go into a rare book section there. And I don't know anything about any of the books, but it's really cool just to see old rare books. Um, and it got me thinking about baseball cards. I used to collect baseball cards when I was younger. And uh, so I, I went back um, to visit my parents. Not in Portland, by the way, um, when I got back from Portland. And we looked at all of our old cards as a former card collector. And uh there's something about them that, you know, we actually have some sealed boxes that, you know, some old tops, 1993, whatever it is, baseball cards and old boxes we never opened for whatever reason. And they there's something, again, like that magical feeling about it. And on social media, you see people gravitate towards it, but it seems to be this like massive drive towards financial gain, which is, you know, a OK, I get it. But remember, when we used to do things because we liked things. Like everything wasn't publicized, publicized. I can't publicized. Not everything was about making money or getting likes. It was about you learning more and you not you enjoying something. Um, and that's like we open up the old cards, you open up like a a, a memoir or a, a time capsule of emotions. And you're like, oh man, like I forgot how this felt. This excitement, and it's an interesting type of excitement because it's like it's a very captivating excitement. It's an excitement when you get a pack of cards and you open it up, the sound, the unknowing of what's in it, and then you get whatever card you're looking for or hope to get. You don't go sell the card, you enjoy the card, you cherish the card. It's some interesting, innate emotion to humans. We have that in the same way that you might feel that when you find a book that you didn't know you wanted or you find something um, at, you know, uh, Powell's and I found two books I didn't know I was going to be interested in, or you find, I don't know, I'm losing an example here that I had in my head before. But the point of it is it's that magic, that whimsy and, and that want that you are doing it for the sake of you. And a lot of times now with the advent of social media and the extravagance of it, the constant need to be relevant within the framework. It's a daily effort to try and be relevant. It, it seems like we lose a lot of that passion. We, it just becomes extremely redundant. Um, there's not enough context. And there's not that same excitement. 
even conferences that I've gone to in the past, whatever, it, it seems like there's some level of intellectual redundancy. It's not this excitement of intellectual thought and intrigue. Like when you read a book, it's you and the book having a conversation. And I wonder how that's going to impact our ability to learn, our ability to hold attention, our ability to actually do things for ourselves. Because with the constant hustle and bustle and trying to get in front of whatever for social media exposure, whether you are a brand yourself, whether you or I operate on social media, whether you engage in social media, we're all part of this interconnected social media realm that seems to take away from the desire to have something that is critically thought-provoking, that, that you might go to a conference and try and engage with X, Y, or Z so you can better understand it to better yourself with no intent beyond that. There's something so pure about that that I think has been lost. Um, and you play, you know, what a video game, and it's a shallow version of that. And we constantly seek for that, um, that kind of feeling. And so what I'm trying to get at, though, is the intellectual curiosity has to be from yourself. And someone messaged me on social media today, actually, and asked me about, oh, how do I get started in training? What career advice do you have? I kind of thought about when I was coming up. And it was like, well, you interned, you read books, you heard about people, you heard about training methods, you asked coaches, you sought out advice. Um, it wasn't like on social media, you could go and I'm on Google search or social media search, French contrast training or whatever. And now I know how to do French contrast training or whatever. Um, that becomes a very superficial approach because you never actually understand why. So I told the person, look, regardless of what, field you're going into, you need to learn how to learn. Because the more that you learn, like truly learn something from, and to learn something, you want to get as close to the source of knowledge. And what I mean by that is in the perfect world, you yourself would have ran the experiment. However, you may not have ran the experiment. So you need to get as close to the source knowledge as possible. So that's where you actually read research papers. You read the history of research. You learn about the methods, the questions they had. You don't read an article and you now know. You read a research paper and you think about that research paper. You ponder it and you wonder whether or not um, you draw the same conclusions. What happens is you begin to get close to that source of knowledge. And the more you can get closer you can get to that source of knowledge, the more you understand the elementary inquiries of that investigation. And the more that knowledge can actually become yours. And the more of this knowledge you accumulate, the more you can synthesize it and create new bits of knowledge. People who just go online and want to play copycat will always be, always be dependent on those who they copy from. And so it becomes a process of no one ever understanding knowledge at a certain point because the copycats will just copy off the most relevant information. If someone can make relevant information regardless of the context or accuracy of the information, you now are having copycats playing telephone off of inaccurate information. And then we just have the constant spiral effect of this occurring on repeat 
because maybe one of those copycats becomes successful and then they start promoting whatever X, Y, and Z, then people copy off of that. And you have this system of forever no knowledge. But I think us as humans truly know when we're encountering something genuine and not. I have faith in humanity that we can. I know, I hope deep down that you have that feeling like when you walk into a bookstore, you open something new for the first time you haven't read and you engage with it. That excitement that's internally driven, that in that moment of time that you're reading it and engaging with it, you're not thinking about how do I share this? Your sole interest is in learning. And I think humans like to learn. And I think we don't actually appreciate that much. I think a lot of people think, oh, we don't like... I think a lot of people think of themselves as not really an active learner. Oh, I'm not X, Y, I'm not Z, blah, blah, blah. We're always seeking out information. That is the principle of survival. The more information you can aggregate within the context of your environment, the more efficient you can operate within your environment. And so whether you like it or not, you are seeking out information. You're also seeking out information correctness and efficiency. Can I get this information quickly without much effort? What's the level of correctness? And so I think people, they almost put themselves off to say, oh, I'm not going to critically think about it. I'm going to instead lean on someone else who's a critical thinker and regurgitate what they're saying. When really, it's almost like the social media system is hijacking your ability. It knows you want to learn and it just gives you enough. It's like it knows you want uh, a sweet food, but if you have the fully sweet food, you'd be actually satisfied. So it just gives you enough sweetness to get you coming back. That's how I feel about social media. It gives you enough knowledge, enough sweetness to just come back. And you become hooked on the feeling that you're almost learning something. <laughs> and you don't have that same excitement. And when you really sit there and think about it, you don't have that same joy, that same uh, intellectual, natural inquiry. It's such a human aspect to have. Like when you open up, when you see someone who loves something that they're passionate about, they have that interest, especially when, like I said, you open up a pack of baseball cards. It's giving you information about what's in it. And you look at the cards and you enjoy the cards and you appreciate the cards. You're not looking at them because you want to sell them. You're looking at them because they bring some sort of interest at an intellectual level to you that you enjoy. The same way you find an interesting book or you find something that's interesting to an experiment to do, whatever. Um, you know, you're back in your backyard as a little kid. It starts to rain. I remember digging out like not trenches, but like little what would be trench to mimic a lake and making a dam and having it divert somewhere else. And you do that because there's some aspect of knowledge. You're learning how to manipulate and learn within the environment. And with the social media aspect, you lose that. And so I, I feel like that's kind of where our strength and conditioning world is going. Not to be the old grouchy man who sits on the couch and complains about things. But I guess I'm currently the old grouchy man who sits on the couch and complains about things. Because you see it from a the younger and younger and younger and younger generation becomes copycat, 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 copycat. All the way down to like, give like 
I don't know, what appears to be teenagers giving training advice on how to be a professional athlete. It's just and people engage with it and they like it. And I'm not even sure how you uh, work around the situation because you have to play the game to an extent if you operate within the game. But at what point can you actually modify and change the game? I don't know. Um, so I'll leave you that for here today. I was going to dive into some other topics. I'll dive into some more sports science related stuff next time. I'll talk a little bit about weight gain, bench pressing, some other things that I find interesting, um, specifically for body composition. Um, and then uh, biological recovery of subsystems and things like that. So we'll talk about that next time. And uh, I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you. Take care and hope you enjoy.